Real people, real opinions, real talk radio. The multi-award-winning Niall Boylan Show. Classic Hits. A lot of people are very interested in what's going on on the other side of the world, of course, as well, with Prince Andrew. Of course, right across the water, we have Prince Andrew, who hasn't set foot, by the way, probably in New York in quite some time, because he's under severe pressure to settle now with Virginia Roberts Giuffre after a New York judge sensationally refused to throw out her case, paving the way for a trial in nine months to examine claims that she was repeatedly forced to have sex with him when she was a young teenager. Uh, to give me more information on it. On the line, I have managing uh, Eric Fidali, who is a managing attorney at the Bloom Firm in New York. Good afternoon to you, Eric. Good And nice to talk to you again. It's good to speak to you again. I know it's early in the morning, so I appreciate you coming on the air with us this time of the day because it's still early in the morning for you. But where are we at now? So Judge Lewis Kaplan has basically dismissed this possibility of the, of the trial not going ahead. Um, now, for people who didn't know, of course, uh, what they what Prince Andrew had said and his lawyers had said that she had signed in two thousand and nine, basically a non disclosure that she wouldn't uh, take a case against anybody um, to do with Epstein in the future or any of his associates. And what was a bizarre about it was there was no time limit put on it. It was till the end of time and the beginning of time, so to speak. So why has the judge dismissed this now? So here's what happened. What the judge said is that this 2009 settlement agreement, it was too ambiguous at this point at the motion to dismiss phase to decide whether or not that would apply to Chris Andrew. So he denied the motion to dismiss, meaning that the case is going to move forward into the discovery phase, which is significant because that means now that Prince Andrew is going to have to sit for a sworn deposition there's going to have to be an exchange of documents and information, and Prince Andrew is going to have to participate in this case as it moves forward and heads towards trial. Now, the possibility of extradite, of being extradited is not a possibility, I assume, because this is not a criminal case, although the FBI are still investigating. This is not a criminal case. So I'm assuming if he has to give evidence, it'll be by video from the United Kingdom. That's correct. Typically, there'll be, you know, there'll be a sending of information. There's, there's written questions that are asked. There's a request for documents that are exchanged. And then, of course, there's the deposition. The deposition can take place over, you know, video conferencing. However, sometimes if, if, if however, the, uh, the, the lawyers for Ms. Dufresne, you know, try to demand that he, it be done in person, they can't ask the judge for that. The judge does have the power to rule that it be done in person. Now, we all saw the interview, what was a car crash of an interview with Prince Andrew going back about a year and a, or about a year ago, or it could be a little bit more now at this stage, where he unequivocally denies uh, that he even knows Mr. Frey and the allegations he claims are false against him, including all sorts of things like he doesn't sweat, uh, all those things. But I did read this morning that part of the evidence, he may be asked for photographs of his private parts. Is that true? Absolutely. That, that is true. So during the discovery phase where there's this information is exchanged, it is very broad. Basically, you can ask for anything, a request, anything that is relevant to or reasonably likely to lead to admissible evidence. That's the standard in the Southern District of New York. So if that is relevant to the case and relevant to Ms. Jufre proving her case, then absolutely she is entitled to ask for that information. Now, they have claimed, of course, her lawyers will claim this was never about the money, this is about justice, and that's why she took the civil action against him, uh, because as you, as people know, she has accused him on three occasions of forcing himself on her and having sex. She's not on any stage, by the way, accusing him of trafficking people. Um, she's just accusing him of having sex with her uh, without consent and sexually assaulting her. But... 
do you think there's a possibility that she will accept a payoff? Because now they're suggesting that the last thing he's going to want to do for his character, uh, because it's already in tatters anyway, but the last thing he's going to want to do is appear on video conference, have all the details of this case out in the public domain. It would be easier for him to pay her off, although that's going to look bad anyway, but maybe not quite as bad as going to a whole trial. A whole trial. Would she accept a payoff, do you think? Yeah, you know, t- time will tell. You know, certainly a, a settlement or, or, you know, a payout can mean more than just the money, you know, especially for alleged victims of this type of act. A payout can be a form of justice. It can be a form of closure. It can be a form of accountability. So sometimes it means more than money for the alleged victim. Mm-hmm. So if Prince Andrew is willing to put, you know, if he does want to end this, he doesn't want to go through with litigation, discovery, and ultimately trial, that certainly is an option for him. And my guess is Mr. Frey would at least listen to what he has to offer. Okay. And in relation to, to that payout, that would mean, of course, that there would be no discovery, there would be no trial in nine months' time, that it would be settled on the steps of the court, literally, and nobody would get to hear the details of what Ms. Frey has to say about the encounter she had with Prince Andrew. That, that's exactly right. It, it would, it would, if there was a settlement, the exchange would be a, a money paid to Ms. Frey for her dropping, dismissing the lawsuit with prejudice, meaning she can never file it again, and waiving her right to sue Prince Andrew ever again for, for, for these allegations. Yeah. That it would end the lawsuit. Uh, just for my listeners, of course, because obviously we wouldn't be familiar with the American justice system, the civil case in America is slightly different to a criminal case, so the burden of proof is lighter, I assume. That's absolutely right. In a criminal case in America, the, the burden is beyond a reasonable doubt. In a civil case, it's a preponderance of evidence, which is a complicated term, but basically what it means is just more likely right than wrong. What I tell juries, it means, you know, 51% right over 49% wrong. Mm. Okay, and just before you go in relation to everybody, because all these cases are all interconnected, the Ghislaine Maxwell case, which, of course, uh, she was found guilty uh, on most of the charges that she was accused of. But now we see a situation where one of the jurors has come forward to say that they had been sexually abused uh, in in their youth. Um, and now they're now there's obviously uh, they're looking for a mistrial. Where are we at now with the Ghislaine Maxwell case? So you're absolutely right. That's what happened. And what they're looking at is not whether this, this juror was allegedly sexually abused as a child, but whether this juror lied about that fact in the juror questionnaire before the trial. That's what's significant here. And that's what we're looking into. And that's what could potentially lead to a mistrial. And right now that is being briefed, meaning the, the parties are, are filing their motions, making their arguments to the court, and then the judge will ultimately make that decision. Okay. All right. Well, look, it's interesting times ahead and I'm sure we'll keep in touch with you and you'll keep us up to date on exactly what's going on. But no matter what happens in the Prince Andrew case, he's not going to come out of this looking good either way. Perhaps not. (laughs) Perhaps not. Thank you very much indeed, Eric Fidali. I really appreciate you coming on the air to talk to us today. That's Eric Fidali, who's the managing attorney at the Bloom Firm in New York, a firm, by the way, who has represented many of the victims of Jeffrey Epstein as well. Real people, real opinions, real talk radio. The multi award winning Niall Boylan Show. Classic hit.